cliffcentral.com. We're going to cry, laugh, and love. And we're going to do it together. The Life with Libang podcast. All right. Just like that, it is another week, another opportunity to connect and bond. Welcome to Life with Lebang, brought to you by cliffcentral.com. If this is your first time listening, then welcome to the family. We've been at this for about a year now. We're almost on episode 50, which is really exciting because we've just been putting in that work, uh, inviting an array of such blessed guests People that always drop gems on the show, value adding conversations and interactions is what we do here on Life with Lebang. Uh, my name is Lebang Hosanna and as always, my intention is for you to listen to the show being a better person or having learnt and felt something. Um, whether it's something you've never experienced, it doesn't matter. Just know that you are in the right place at the right time right now. So I'm very happy to be sitting today in our brand new studios, uh, with somebody who I've been wanting to speak to for a while. I'll, I'll be, I'll be honest. I'll admit that I've been quite scared to have this conversation. Yes, really. It's just, it's always intimidated me for whatever reason. And I can't even tell you why. So I'm happy that I'm able to finally get this done because not only do I need to have this conversation, but I know that my listeners are also very interested in tapping into the side Mm. of what is so ultimately important, right? So if you're at home right now and you're tuning in and you can hear this other voice in the background, no, it's not my alter ego. (laughs) We have an awesome, awesome, awesome guest in studio today. She is, sure, I would... If I were to use one word to describe you, I would say phenomenal in that you're pushing boundaries and you're not afraid to go to places that essentially you, you, you belong. Yeah. These are spaces that you were almost, it was destined yeah. for you to exist in the space. Yeah. And so I appreciate that about you because now that we can share this with the world, we can share your gifts with the world. I'm sitting today with Gogo Dineo and Lazi, and she is a preeminent and pioneering Sangoma. I mean, that first sentence alone, like I need to ask preeminent and pioneering. That is, that's heavy. It is. It's heavy. But you did say that I'm a phenomenal woman. So exactly. for me, preeminent pioneering, it means that I actually, you know, Go beyond and above sure. what people understand sure. Isangoma to be. Exactly. She's successfully merged the sacredness and spirituality of Ubungoma with modern thinking, which is so important because yeah. it's just such a, a gray area that has confused many, many people. She, celeb- she is a celebrated spiritual leader, a life coach, an African storyteller, a writer, a dancer, and a trained facilitator and soon to be health wellness instructor. That is a lot of things. Yeah, that wellness instructor is still ongoing. <laughs> <laughs> it's TBC. Yeah. No, it's it's full. You know, I mean, health instructor, wellness instructor mm. means that you actually are holistic. Sure. And, and that's what I do in my practice when people come see me. Yeah. I don't just see their ancestors. Mm. I see their I see their ancestors, and I see them in this lifetime. I see them in a lifetime that they had before. Sure. You know, I see I see their inner child when they're coming in. 
I see their inner teen. So I see things in all facets. I see yes. biologically what's happening with their anatomy. Yeah. Right. I'm seeing like what's going on with their financial world. So hmm. wellness, it's really about understanding that a person is multidimensional sure. and that they exist in different entities simultaneously. Sure. So when you are coming for a consultation, that's why I'm a pioneering preeminent Sangoma. Yeah. Because it means that I, I accumulate accolades that are going to enrich my work as a spiritual healer that sure. is looking and seeing into things beyond what the mind can contemplate. So, and, and I'm, that's what I'm saying. It's work because mm. I, I continue adding on to it. You know, it's yeah. ongoing. It's not just about physical fitness, which I've become, you know, I'm a physical, um, you know, I'm a, I'm a fitness fanatic as sure, well. Sure. Sure. Because I think for me, health holistically is very important. Of course. I like the word holistic because it gives you, it quantifies the activity and really the service that you, you offer. It's yeah. a whole design. It's not just a 10% yeah. or a 50%. It's a full hundred. Yes. We are going into every single part of your being yes. and your existence throughout times in different forms and different shapes and ways and sizes, but it's full. Yeah. It's your hundred. Yeah. I love that. I love that. So apparently you also graced the Ted and Cape Town stage um, in 2019, where you eloquently discussed the five key lessons that you learned as a spiritual healer. Can you quickly run us through those? Cause Yo, like very, is. very quickly. I mean, <laughs> being, being identified as somebody, you know, uh, to speak on the TEDx stage already is yeah. A huge honor and yeah. it must have just been an amazing experience for yeah. you and it must have also taken a while for you to stand there and speak to the audience so we don't have all of that time yeah but can you what what is the, the best thing that you overall that you shared with that audience i think just getting the invitation for me was just oh, an honor dude. i think being a sangoma and you know i have deliberately wanted my bio to start with being a sangoma yes. that on its own yes it's shaking ground of that course. on its own is shifting the game into mm. a new goalpost mm. so when I, I got a call uh from the curator um mm. who curate who you know is the one who curates the speakers mm. and and i'm like how did you hear of me because i was like ted i mean ted is big it's right huge. Uh, i mean you know a lot of great honorable people have graced the ted stage mm. so when she said to me no your name has come to my table several times so uh, i knew that actually i am big yeah. <laughs> like sometimes we 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 don't see the magnitude of the work and the impact that we do because it comes from really being purposeful sure. not really seeking popularity or sure. fame but trying to really create impact and that's mm. what i love about podcasts because mm. podcasts create impact you yes. know because there's no interruptions there's no advertisement yeah. this it's just like it's there's no music it, it yeah. goes to the heart of things we're having a conversation yeah so w- when i got the call i was in the process of going through my um, you know, second phase of initiation okay. in Mozambique, in mm. rural Mozambique. Mm. So it was an excitement, but there was also fear of like, how am I going to navigate um, this world and the world that I'm about to enter into that is quite unknown to me. Mm. But it was amazing. Mm. And uh, interestingly enough, and I'm going to be honest, I was going through a tough time personally. I was in an abusive relationship at the mm. time because I was separated from my husband. Sure. And there was a lot going on. And I remember... On the dress rehearsal day, I didn't know my talk. It was, I couldn't say it off by heart. Mm. I went on stage and the papers fell and I just broke down and oh I gosh. cried. And the, the fellow speakers and my speaker coach, because you get allocated a speaker coach. Sure. 
I can speak very well, but to speak eloquently on TED, you need to be coached because, for example, saying words like togos, I can't just say it like I'm saying it to you. I have sure. to say togozani. Uh-huh. My name is Coco Dineo because it's a global platform. Yes. So everyone has to hear you well. Clearly. And they yeah. said to me, Dineo, Coco, you are such a great speaker. Mm. Don't doubt yourself. Because I almost quit the, just the minute before I went. You know, I was mm. like, I don't think I can do this. Mm. And when they said I can, uh, something in me knew I can. Sure. And just the night before, that's when I got my, te- my talk. Because you can't read. Mm. You can get cue notes, but it doesn't really help. So mm. I went on and I delivered. Yeah. And whatever that came outside of it, the fact that even when the tough went, Got going, I mm. still could pull myself up from the floor. Exactly. And then, and, and rise up and do the talk. Yeah. And it was very, very well received. I mean, a lot, I got a lot of feedback from it. I still get people engaging me on the TEDx, you know, say, Coco, we saw you. Mm. I'm interested in your work, mm. you know. So yeah, that was, that was really fascinating for me. That is amazing. I, I love to hear that there was a full experience for you and it wasn't yeah. just what we saw. You no. went in there, you were going through <laughs> things. It was real life yeah. that you were experiencing yeah. but in that same breath it's that very same real life that got you through it i said when things fall apart they're actually falling into place uh, that's one of the lessons that i was sharing and i fell apart the sure. night before the tedx talk mm. and it was because things were needing to fall into place and i think when we speak about spiritual journeys and spiritual gifts you know there's two things it's either we think the extremes of like the horrible and the horrid which is Really, you know, cultivated the fear in you to have this conversation. Yeah. Or we actually glamorize it. Mm. You know, we, we, we actually Instagramify it and think like it looks all, it's, it's, it's what we see. Mm. It's like sitting on the mountain Mm. and smoking stuff Mm. and then coming up enlightened and awakened. We don't understand that actually we get ripped apart personally to actually allow for that which needs to be born to be born. Sure. Because that's what birthing is. Spirituality is about birthing and those who have been through any birthing process and mothers can attest to the pain and Mm. the torment the body goes through Mm. for a life to be born. It's like, take this baby out. I I don't want to leave. I want to die. I've been through it five times. I know. I've been through it four times. Right? And and, and it's like, when the baby is like, oh my God. Mm. You know, it becomes such a gift Mm. because Life exists in, 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 in that polarity, mm. right? We, we, life exists in dualities and, and it can't just be that things you just put in and you get out. Sure. You put in and you work to get out. And you continue putting in, right? It's almost like there's no destination. It's just one long journey. You do have moments of, of arrival. You've of got, course. you've got those stop points of mm. like, wow, I've gotten here. And I think sure. it's important for people that when you get somewhere mm. for you to embrace that. And sure. which is one of, I think one of my inner child wounds is, is the inability to receive greatness because mm. I've been told I can never be great. Sure. That's what I was told growing mm. up. Mm. So it's to sit in the moment. Even you hearing you now talk about the TEDx mm. that has left me with such jubilation moving out of this interview. You to say, sure. Maradineo, step back uh-huh. and look, girl, how, look what you've how done. much you've done. Yes. Yes, there's still so much to be done, but mm. we can be in the chasing mm. and never arriving rather than in the being and embracing and oh. really feeling deep, a deep sense of gratitude. Because sure. from that place, then it makes the next destination easier to get to. 100%. Sure. I felt that. I've got like shivers <laughs> up my spine. Like we just started. It's getting so deep so quickly. So I want to take it back a step. I'm 
mean, it's obvious that you are spiritually gifted. Yeah. You are chosen. And a lot of people go through life feeling like they're chosen, but they're not really sure. Yeah. And I like that you mentioned that you've experienced the birthing process four times because I have as well. So automatically I can tell that the concept of breaking and the importance of breaking to build again, we understand what that is. Yeah. But if you are a parent and you suspect almost that your child could be gifted, but you're also unsure just because the concept are so vague. Yeah. How do we know? Okay, let's start here. What is a spiritually gifted person? Okay. So first of all, let's all say we are spiritually gifted. Amen. Right? Yes. We all are called, hence we've incarnated into earth. Sure. We wouldn't be here if there was nothing calling us to land. We yes. have landed because there's a calling. I love that. And there's different types of spiritual gifts. Mm. And all our spiritual gifts is to make well what is not well. We are here to add value. Yes. So we need to understand because sometimes we want to actually look at things in separation and then... And have variables and of course You know human uh, Definitions of things which one is better and which one Is not better mm. and then we move away From our gifts and our callings because We are inclined to go to What society has defined as better sure. So you need to understand that as a Person even as a parent who's raising your child When your child is spiritually Gifted you need to Know that they will struggle mm. In terms of What the world has defined As acceptable and as the norm for one to move towards. Sure. So we, we were once upon a time glorified teachers and medical doctors. Mm. And right now we are glorifying technology and innovators. Mm. So when your child is not gifted in what society perceives at that time mm. to be an acceptable gift, yeah. they will struggle because yeah. they don't belong in the boxes that society has created sure. in that particular time. 21st century is about innovation, technology, robotics, because we're getting to robotics. I mean, mm. I listen to ads that say your kids have to go into robotics because if they don't they're not going to be able to you know move with what the, the, the next decade is asking society to move towards sure so when then your child has a gift like goko dineo to become a healer mm. within the indigenous um practices you know meaning uh. indigenous healing practitioners yes. so spiritual healer in the sense of that they have to work with energy they have to work with spirits they have to work with the ancestors mm. They will still uh, struggle. One is that there's already so much mm. on social media and so much does not mean credi- credible information. There's yeah, a lot exactly. of distorted information on the socials that your child can be consuming yes. that can be misleading and you might find yourself not knowing who you are dealing with. Mm. So what is important is for you to be able to say, I see you, I hear you, and I believe you. When your child says, mom, Dad, this is what's going on with me. Because when we are not accepting our children for who they are, we are actually allowing the world to define who they are. That's one. So we, we see also what we call indigo, um, or rainbow children. These are the queer children who don't, who are non-gender conformist. When we don't accept them, the world is going to define who they are. And that world is full of predators. Sure. So you are throwing your child into the walls. So when you as a parent can realize that then you learn, 
you go into learning sure. because your 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 life experiences have kind of given you an advantage to somewhat discern mm. what seems like hoo ha ha and what seems real. Like I'm saying, we are not in a generation where there was no information about what is Sangoma. Is go on Google and just put Sangoma. There's a mm. lot of us that come up. Yeah. But does a lot of us mean all of us are actually integrable, authentic? Do the real work? No, mm. no, because mm. in every time there's there's a new answer to something, there will be opportunists. You know, there will be frosters yeah. who are out there to make a buck. Yeah. So that's one thing I need to say that's important. So learning and to learn is not only to learn what we are teaching as Aboko Kotineo, but then learn about who are we. Mm. As a people mm. Where do we come from And how are we connected to the spiritual gifts So I'm glad that you said that Because that is Maybe one of the biggest Misunderstood Things in society So without dwelling too much On you know the the Consequences of what apartheid did And they separated us from our parents And they separated us from the concepts of Without dwelling too much on that There were obvious consequences yeah. And I would say the biggest being As a young black person You automatically disconnected From your history And your ancestors and, and, and so much so that if you grow up in a western way you are even more confused about your identity. Yeah. So you have found a way to balance our modern life and Ubusangoma. Yeah. How can somebody who knows absolutely nothing about their ancestry, about their gifts, about yeah. whom they are or once were, how can they understand it and live it in the modern context? I'm trying to get tissues. I want to bring a cock. Before you come, you do them things. Yeah. So, um, one thing that is a distortion that I need to address is that Ubungoma is just an Asian practice and Asian practices don't evolve. Spirit evolves to meet the current needs of, 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 of society. What does not evolve is the core of it, is the essence, right? And I'll explain, give an example so people can understand. But Ubungoma being modern, it needs to be modern. If it's not modern, it ceases to exist. Sure. But there's a difference between being modern and being actually mediocre. Because sometimes in our attempt to modernize things, we make things mediocre. Sure. So what do I mean by then? By sharing everything. Yeah. Even yeah. when you look at shows where there's, you know, the grace anatomy, the doctors, there's still a level of actually sacredness yes. to the details of the practice of surgery, the practices of medicine that does not get exposed. So the, pra- the, the so- society self starts self-diagnosing. Yeah. Doctors are, are saying that, yes, Google is for education, but it's not for diagnostics. Sure. So what we are doing is, is that as we want to be modern, we can actually be misleading people mm. into what Ubungoma is. Mm. And because it's a spiritual experience that an individual has so their relation to the experiences of ubungoma does not mean it's everybody's experiences exactly and that could be the danger so it has to be modern and what do we mean by it is that we need to be able to say where are we at in this time so 
right? I live in an apartment. Mm. I don't live in a hundred thousand acres of land where I can create different sacred spaces to go and speak and connect to my ancestors. Sure. So can I do it with where I'm at? Of course you can. Yeah. Because what is the essence is to remain in connection and communication with your ancestors mm. because they are connected to what we call your God self, your higher self. When you incarnate, you come in as a spiritual being having coming here to have a human experience. Yeah. And having a human experience means that you're going to be engulfed and immense into human nature. Yes. And human nature sometimes is not spirit nature. Mm. Human nature is where we teach you these people are black, these are white, this is a man, this is a woman, right? This is wrong, this is right. Yeah. That can actually move you away from your true spiritual nature, which is the nature of oneness. So when you've come on earth you get into the human experiences so you need to return back into the spiritual experiences so the gateway to do that is connecting to your spirit through the connection of those who've lived before you their ancestors because what is an ancestor is those who've lived before us who has an ancestor Every Everyone. human being. Our parents are our living ancestors if they are still here. Elders. We call them, you know, yes. because they are then the library of information sure. that gives us uh, who lived before us and what are some of the rituals and the cultural practices that exist in our families. So that's what an ancestor is. But it doesn't mean every ancestor is an ancestor of light because some mm. people who pass on they don't transcend they don't go and uh, you know they they haven't went through a full transitioning of Mm -hmm. returning back into being a spirit because you have different stages in which you have to return to becoming a spirit and if you don't return you become a ghost Sure. This is where ghosts come this from. This is where be- ghosts come from. Yes, you yeah. become a ghost, uh, you become a, a, you know, you become a, a lost soul, you become a, a tormentor because you are trapped between the world of the living and the world of the dead. In purgatory. <laughs> I love this. This is, these are things that, you know, we are taught growing up, but there's that connection that's missing. So to sit here and hear it from you, it's almost affirming yeah. what my what my idea of the spiritual world has been and especially that connection. So as a parent, um I suspect that my child could be gifted yeah. for whatever other reason. What is the next step? Because if I have grown up in a modern space yeah. with a huge disconnect from the spiritual realm, I don't know what to do. Yeah. And it's, it's almost daunting. And like you're saying, it, it's easy for the world to dictate what the next step is. Or, oh, my child needs help or, yeah. um, go see a therapist or something is wrong. We always yeah. run to the, that fear aspect pops up and we think, Oh, this is wrong. Yeah. Whereas maybe that's not the case. Yeah. So how do I then address the matter without that fear mongering taking over the whole experience. And without you misdiagnosing your child as well as exactly. Gift, but this child actually is troubled. You sure. Know, not by the gift, but troubled by something else or life experiences that have occurred to them. Mm. So thing the, the the assumption again is that oh the gift appears when you're an adult or when the child is older. Start up paying attention to your child from actually when they start developing their vocabulary. Yeah. You could tell that they gifted. How? They will start to tell you of things that only adults know about. Okay. They will start to speak of there is a, there's somebody, there's this, there's that in the house. Mm. They will start to say, I saw Gogo came and spoke to me. They will start to speak 
uh, in a in a language that is beyond there, yes, sure. that's one. So start identifying that. Number two, they will start wanting to have a you know affinity or a liking to things that children their age would not like. Okay. So they would want to be participating when there's rituals. They will want to participate. Mm. Like they will be the one that is wanting to slaughter the goat or the chicken. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, they'll be the ones who wants to do the prayer with the candles. Uh, mm. So when you start to pay attention, you're like, okay, so this is a, actually this is a gifted child. Mm. And then it starts to, you know, when they are seven, because by the time a child reaches seven, somewhat their personality is fully developed at that time. So how they start to relate, because personality is how we relate and engage with reality, right? It's not necessarily our temperament. Our temperament is our nature. Personality is nature. So this is the things that you've been... Please say that again so we can write it down. Yeah. So personality Mm -hmm. is your nature Mm -hmm. and temperament is your nature. So nature is programming, environment, education, belief system, and nature is the true essence of who you are. So my nature can be that I am an introvert, but I am confident. My personality is I'm still an introvert, but I'm very confident. Sure. So, you know, nature and nature is not the same thing. It's two different things. Because sometimes people say, I'm just like that. You know, I'm, I'm... I don't know how to talk. No, mm. that's you've been taught not how to talk. Sure. Your voice has been silent. So you learned that not mm. talking, it's better for you because if you talk, you get punished. Sure. So to save yourself from punishment, you stopped talking. Uh-huh. I get it's you. not your nature. I get you. I get you. I it's get your nature. It's, it's your nurture. It's a programming. Yes. So we, we're in school today. Yeah, I feel like no, we, today, we're, today in we're dropping shells. Ah, we, we, we are learning. Yes. We, we are know, learning. We are, we, we, we are teaching. So then from seven, yeah. then, you know, the child now can be able to start to report experiences to you okay because they have a language so there's somewhat a fully developed language where they can say mommy i had a dream mm. well with my 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 son who's six he started at five i loyal is super gifted because <laughs> from from when he was like few months old mm. he would come into my Nduma and do things mm. and when he started speaking about 18 months he will say random things mm. you know and then even at two then we would know because we both, both of us, both Daddy and I are, mm. are healers. Okay. So at seven, they will start to see dreams, you know, then you start to pay attention. And they, that's when they will start to have a relationships, relationship with school, relationship with their friends, relationships with the family. Yeah. So this is where. Uh, you know, when they get misdiagnosed, it's HDD, you know, mm. it's, uh, you know, attention deficit disorder, sure. you know, it's hyperactiveness or hypersensitivity. It's a whole lot of things that they can get easily misdiagnosed with, which is also very important for us to note that what are some of the struggles that might have traumatized our children? Yeah. Because we are such a society that is full of trauma. Mm. I mean, look at the mm. violence in this country. On sure. my way here, I was listening to why the I mean, you know, the, you know, um, the healthcare practitioners are, are banning tires and now mm. violence is erupting. And, uh, when you are looking at what is happening at VERS, there's just so much violence and we don't understand how actually violence is traumatic. Yes. Even if you are not, uh, you are not pro- to the one who's pro- protesting because you are, you, you are creating this act, but it's actually also engulfing you in, in negative emotion. Exactly. And for the ones who are driving past when people are, are busy, you know, with, with, with instruments or bending tires and you have to drive that, that is traumatic. It's traumatic. Definitely. So we need to be clear that it's not, it's not childhood traumas. Um, uh, you know, but it's a gift and it can be both. So also know that it can be both because, sure. 
part of us being called is that our awakening will have to go, we have to go through human suffering. Yeah. So we are not, we are bound to experience certain tragedies, uh, as, 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 as a gifted person because that's the, that's the agreement we made. It doesn't mean it justifies what we have experienced or those who've inflicted violence. So I struggled to accept my gift because I was like, at the time I was like, I'm not pepping. I haven't lost weight. I, I didn't have the, the clinical symptoms of that time. That's why mm. it's very difficult or it's very, we need to be very careful of like, oh, these are the clear signs. Mm. They might not be. Exactly. Somebody might not. I, my, I didn't have the clear signs. It's only now that I understood that actually my struggle with mental health was part of my calling. Mm. But I also had mental health problems because of a history of sexual abuse. Mm. So it's it's sure. those things. And I didn't know that part of me going through the sexual abuse as horrible and horrid as it is. And no excuse to the adults that abused me as a child because they knew better. Sure. But part of it was because my spirit needed to awaken. It's horrible. It is horrible to to... Accept it as that And essentially understand it as That concept of breaking to rebuild You know you have to get broken Almost to like the Very bottom You have to get torn into shreds In order for you to identify That there's there's better for you There's a better version of yourself that you need to mold And build and go forward with And also we need to remember that we are not Actually called to just heal ourselves But we are called to also heal families Yeah, And others, not everyone Has a calling to then heal the, the, the community Then there are ones who actually Have the calling to train other healers So the, the bigger the call The harder and the deeper the challenges Sure That's what it is, you know mm. Because also with the work that we do the things that I've went through have actually enriched my sense of empathy and understanding. I said to you that I was in an abusive relationship. Before that, I was like, leave. Why aren't you leaving that marriage? It's mm. so obvious this guy is doing this and this. Mm. But I know that is not easy. Mm. I know because I've been there. Sure. You know, and, and, and remember I was in this abusive relationship at the peak of my work as Coco Yeah. So then I understand that no one, no one is immune to human calamities. No one is immune to finding themselves falling prey to scammers, to fraud, fraudsters, to abuse. Because at the end of the day, that's what we've come to experience of as course. spirit beings. Of so course. it has really made me become more empathetic. Okay. And, and then that led me to do a course on inner child healing because I understood that. Because I wasn't understanding as wise as I am. Mm. Why was I played so hard? Sure. Right? What, what's going on there? And sure. I realized that it was actually unhealed childhood traumas that mm. really found that relationship attra- attractive. Because when we have unhealed childhood traumas, we go for what's familiar. We don't sure. go for connection. Sure. sure. We go for what feels familiar. So he felt familiar because I grew up in a very violent, chaotic environment. Mm. And that was what my Never system was used to. Mm. So where our where there was peace and serenity and quietness, you I man, it was boring. It was too boring. No, no, no. I wasn't <laughs> in love anymore. The goosebumps were gone because my adrenaline was. Well, I was starting to come down mm. at a, in a way in which was unfamiliar to me. Mm. So when I did the work and I realized, because even getting back with my husband, there would be times I'm like, huh, and I'm like, remember, boring is good. Exactly. Be- in the, in the context of my life. Yes. So sometimes what we see and we think is, is actually a programming that we are running with. And isn't that just scary? Because you're no longer really making a conscious choice to enter a situation or a person or an experience. It's almost like, as you're saying, you're programmed. 
it's what you're used to. You that's go nature. That's what it, I talk about. You keep going back yes. to the crime scene, yes. <laughs> you know, because says trial. Oh, this is what this will feel like. This is what will most likely happen here and there. So we keep going back, and I think that is so sad. And um, I I wish we lived in a world where more of us were able to identify the consequences. Of almost just ignoring the childhood traumas and not putting enough emphasis on fixing and identifying and understanding so that we can unlearn certain things and, you know, just live better, essentially. So I think for me, you said to, you know, I, I, I mean, I'm a pioneering Sangoma. Sure. Have you had many Sangoma speak about the, the relationship between spirituality and psychology? No. Mm-mm. Because also, you know, we have been so westernized that mm. we have seen things as separate versus yeah. as intersecting. Yeah. And yeah. spirituality and more so African spirituality says there's an interrelation to everything. Yeah. Things are interrelated and interconnected. You cannot, if you had your finger, you had everywhere. <laughs> the whole, like you, everything is so. You can't sleep, but it's, it's like what? You know? Your so it shows ache. exactly. No, but even if you've got a toe, if you, mm. if you, from everywhere. Exactly. So it's, it's, it's important for us to understand that how we've been trained, you know, whether as medical practitioners, as mental practitioners, as spiritual practitioners was to see things just in our own container and not understand that actually these containers are, are interrelated and they're joined. Yes. One broken container, you know, breaks other containers. Exactly. And we need to start to see things as that. And even though I will tell you, I go live every Tuesday on my Instagram page. Okay. And I go live on YouTube on, 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 on Thursdays. Right. Yeah. And on my life on Instagram, I would see the numbers go up when I'm like stream interpretation because everyone, it just wants yeah. the spiritual answers. Right. Sure. And then last night I went spiritual, uh, dream interpretation and towards the end, I went and connected what people were dreaming as recollection of subconscious memories that their inner child buried so they can survive yeah. the experiences that they've had. Yeah. And I went in, into that and the numbers started to drop. They were not dropping because this was like boring, but it was triggering. Exactly. It was uncomfortable. The truth hurts. Right? Mm. But discomfort is a call for change. It's an invitation. Yes. It's saying something in you is ready to break free. That's why it's feeling uncomfortable. Mm. Sure. I love that. I yes that. I think it's so great. Goko, what about parents or people who choose to not answer the call? Like we mentioned, it's it, it instills a lot of fear because it's an unknown territory. What if you just ignore it and say, no, thank you, and you just continue on with your life? That's fine. Continue with your life, but... You're going to be like a Mercedes-Benz that's denying that it's a Mercedes-Benz and it wants a BMW engine. So you're not going to function very well. It's okay. Because I think what, <laughs> what, what, what people need to also know is that um, we are not called by ancestors. Yeah. That's very important. Okay. Because this is why people have always had such a resentment towards ancestors. Mm. It's the same resentment we have towards God because, you know, Religion has made God a punitive God. Sure. You know, like sure. this punitive God that's ugly, that just it takes and wants stay away. And mm. we don't obey and become obedient. Therefore, we are sinners and then we're going to see hell. Mm. But that's the interpretation. I say to people, actually, the Bible is kind of like a roadmap. It's the navigator to how to navigate this life. Sure. Because now we come from heaven and we are here. So mm. we've got a Bible, which is like, here's the map, right? Mm. Here's a map. Mm. We know we can be reading the map and see different things. Yes. Like, no, no, but this is actually a lesson. It's to the south, it's not to the north. Sure. Even when we're listening to the GPS mm. in the car, and somebody mm. said, it said 10 left. No, it's saying 10 right. Mm. So we don't listen. And the people who then interpret 
can actually misinterpret that's and true. give us the wrong context. Sure. And that's why there's such a huge contestation between spirituality and religion. Yes. So when, 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 when you're saying no, you are saying no to a spiritual agreement you made. Yeah. So you are denying the essence of who you are. Yeah. Like I'm saying, you are a mis- you're a banana trying to grow in Cape Town, literally. It's like, <laughs> no, but you see, because I have studied Cape Town and I've given my life to Cape Town. I know better. You know, but, Cape Town is not where you're going to flourish. Mm. You are accepting your calling because you are accepting an important aspect of who you are. Sure. Because that is an engine. This mm. is why you've come. Mm. Right? This mm. is before everybody else. This is before you heal the world. This is before you do a TEDx talk. Mm. Let me give you an example. When I went to initiate, that's when I became aware of the extensity of my inner child traumas because in initiation we have to bath in a group so what happened to me when i was bathing with somebody because that was one of my first sexual ex- uh, in, uh, violation came up it went it came to the surface oh, i gosh. couldn't wear sleeveless or, sh- or sleeveless tops because i was told how everything about me was ugly my body was ugly mm-hmm. i was out of shape i was all of those things so i started to realize like, oh my god so because as you activate your gift in initiation mm. your shadows get activated mm. and you actually go into initiation to be aware of the things that are holding you back sure. in life sure. things that are actually are a wall a stumbling block yeah, towards your progression then mm. i realized like there was so much and my gobella mirrored so much of my mother mm. then i understood that there was the mother wound here yeah but remember, initiation didn't heal the traumas. It brought them to the surface mm. while it gave me a, a, a tool to navigate what was coming in my life. Sure. But I still needed to go back and work with my traumas because, you know, Sangomas, even our Gobelas are not trained to become psychologists. We don't train 41 years like how we used to train. In Egypt, we used to train for 41 years. You will wow. not be a qualified healer yeah. if you haven't went through at least 40 years of initiation my word. because you needed to understand healing the multidimensional aspects of a human being. Mm. That's why we have people like the great Imhotep who people will flock even from the West to come receive his medicine because mm. his medicine was understanding that what is wrong with you mm. is actually doesn't require Imbiza right now. Uh-huh. It requires you to be listened to. Yes. It requires you to cry. I would have people come into me and I speak and they will start to cry. Mm. And I'll say, you're doing great. Mm. Keep at it. Just let it out. Whereas you'll go to another Ndumba and they're like, ah, ah, no crying here. The ancestors don't want this. Sure. Right, because that's what they've been taught. Mm. So people give us what they know. If they know better, they will give us better. Sure. So I know that actually crying, you release about 365 toxins from your body. Sure. Just by the act of tearing up toxins from your body. Wow. So when we are stopping people from crying, we are re-injecting their poison into their system. Oh my word. And we think that they're going to patch it out or they're going to steam it out. They need to patch it out by verbalizing it. Yes. By embodying the pain. Because feeling the pain, you can't heal that which you haven't felt. Sure. You cannot heal which you have not felt. So you're basically saying when my children are crying, for I mustn't tell them to stop crying. I must just say cry. No, just that, like it's that, okay. Fe- yeah. They're feeling something. Sure. Right? And mm. they even cry harder with my son when I'm like, yeah. it's okay, baby. Emotions are good. You can cry. Mm. But sometimes I go back to my own program, like, stop crying. What's yeah, the matter? You it's because we were raised like that. We were raised like that. So sure. you see, I'm still in the process of breaking free from conditioning. Yes. But when, when I come into awareness, then I go into allowing. And once they've cried, you feel better. What happens after you cry? Mm. I don't even offer tissues when people are crying because mm. they haven't asked me to. I'm saying to them, stop. Mm. When I go like this, 
I'm inter- interrupting. You are. So put the tissues on the side and just be there. And when they're like, I'm sorry, like there's nothing to sorry to. Don't great. apologize. Like yeah. you're so brave. Yeah. Oh my God. And you will see people break. Yeah. That time the person hasn't gotten imbiza or any cleansing. There are mm. no goats slaughtered. Mm. The person walks out and say, I feel so light. Yeah. I love that. That That's such a, you know, yeah, so a, a, when a we're saying thing. to parents, when you are not, you say you are saying no. Mm. You are actually burdening your children. You are also burdening yourself. And yourself. be be. I think also introspect. Are you saying no because this is scaring you? Because it's something that you ran away from. Mm. Because this is a demon that's being agitated in you that you've buried in your closet. Mm. Because some no's are not no's to our children are no's to us because we are afraid, and our children are actually mirrors of the brave acts we are ought to take. Sure. This is our child being mm. so courageous instead of saying. Baby, you are so brave and courageous. I just don't know what to do, but let's figure it out together. Mm. You're like, how dare you become brave, whereas I failed at this act of bravery. And it's so unfair for us to put that on our children, right? Just because when you experience something in one way, uh, it doesn't mean our children need to suffer in the same way. I always get very sad and frustrated when I see parents who didn't live out their dreams almost forcing their children now to live out those dreams. <laughs> like there was there was a, a place where I used to stay with this old man he clearly really loved playing tennis but due to the time that he grew up he didn't get those opportunities he'd make his son wake up every single morning Monday to Monday at 7am to just swing the ball and anytime the child would swing wrong no not like that swing like that. this poor child just wants to play PlayStation or wants to be a doctor or wants to be a lawyer but you're not allowing the child to just be because you weren't allowed to just be yeah. and it's so important to just stop as a parent and say hey man what am I, what am I actually doing here? Am I being intentional about being a positive parent here? Or am I just kind of winging it? You know, it's just one of those things that I think is so in tune with spirituality. And if you are aware of where you are consciously, you'll better man- maneuver those situations, um, as a parent. Yeah, no, basically what you're saying, we're not asking for perfect parents, but we're asking for present. Present. Parents. That's all. Per- present parenting, right? Mm. So present parenting, uh, means that you can actually know that there's nothing that they like. Yeah. Right. I paid for gymnastics the whole of last year. Mm. And half of the time they would be like, oh, I've got a stomach ache. That's how kids are talking to us. Yeah. How about when you jumped into the car, you didn't have a stomach ache. Now it's time for gymnastics. You've got a stomach <laughs> ache. And it's, it's true because we also, it comes from a good intention of, I want my, my kids to have the best life mm. than I had, mm. but don't have your best life on, you know, through, through your children. Exactly. And it's, it's, it's important because our children are also here to help us heal our inner child. Yes. So when you're feeling yourself and noticing yourself insistent and these are your rules of the house. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. And this is how things work here. You either take it or not, or you don't take it. Yeah. That's actually rules don't sometimes work. Principles mm. do because mm. principles is about co-creation. Mm. And when you create principles together, you are also teaching your kids to take responsibility. Where yes. there's a right, there's a responsibility. Yes. So if you're saying you want to sleep at nine, so, uh, what, uh, you know, what is the responsibility mm. that will go with that? Mm. It means that nine then lights are out completely. Exactly. And then you will wake up at five thirty to get ready for school. Exactly. And then what if you don't happen? Then you get them. What if you don't happen? So it's, 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 it, no books can teach you parenting. Sure. Uh, they can guide you mm. and influence you. Mm. You know why? Because we've got individuals who are uniquely made that when they incarnate, uh, they, my last born is not like my first born. Completely. Abafani. I say you know, this all yes. the time that and, 
out of my five children, yeah. not any of them are the same. It's individual people, in original thoughts, original thinking, unique ways of maneuvering life. Even in their small, small age, I can already see Gutsila. One is sporty, one is academic, one is this, one yeah. abafani, and thank goodness because within them lies a light that they each have yeah. that will make the world a better place. And you're not gonna parent them the same because you're I not can't. the first person you were when you first had your first child. You've exactly. become better. You've yes. evolved. Yes. You've changed. Yes. You know? So my firstborn is insistent on me reprimanding my five year old and because uh. they used to get hidings and I'm like, I don't do that anymore. I've evolved you know? as a parent. No, I'm like Sia and I speak and Sia understands. I'm like this is what that's gonna happen. So he comes like, Yeah, sushi day. I'm like, We didn't no. say sushi day today. You've had your treat on Monday. <laughs> right? So today is pasta. We're having pasta. And it's like sometimes even when I'm buying treat day, I would uh, consult them and they would come to a consensus uh, as kids. Uh, and then sometimes I buy and I'm like, I can last week was your chance. Today mm, is me and dad. Who sure. are you? So you are teaching them a lot of principles in that mm, way. So but your your spiritually gifted kids are also your teachers. And that's sure. something that we need to also take into mind because they, they their innocence mm. and their purity mm. is able to hear the messages of spirit louder than you could. Sure. So pay attention. You know, pay attention when your kids are doing things. I know with my Siabonga is like when somebody's not coming with the right intentions, Siabonga is going to tell me because mm. how he relates and acts and engage with that person. Mm. And even with people that he loved initially, when something changes in them, his relationship with them changes. So your children are not only a gift to the world, mm. but they're a gift to you. Sure. So heal so you can be gifted healing of what they are, exactly. you know, through your children. Exactly. So. I love that. Coco, you said something earlier about um, the ancestors are not the ones that choose. Now, without, I mean, what's your understanding of the selection process of a gifted child? Now, you've explained the signs that a child yeah. will show you if they are gifted, but you've you've said quite clearly that it's not the ancestors who choose. No, what you, is the is the process? So if you listen, if you read Jeremiah, it says, I knew you before you were formed in your mother's womb, sanctified you, blessed you and made you a prophet to the nation. And this yes. was at a time where Jeremiah was resisting mm. and said, I'm so young. Why me? me? Why, why me? What about mm. all, all of those people? Mm. Because remember you are spirit, right? Before you are a body. So yeah. in that process of, you know, uh, when God says like, Hey, you know, there's been so many distortions about, uh, indigenous African healing and it can be because Africa is the cradle of humankind. Sure. And there's a gift that Africa can give to remind the world of who it is because mm. the world is so divided. Mm. The world is so, it's, it's so competitive, you know, and combative. Mm. Uh, who's gonna go? My spirit was like, yay! Mm. Me! Me! Pick me, pick me! Pick me, send me! Yeah. Right? So that's the selection process. The selection process happens prior to you coming sure. and it's a co agreement mm. you are not forced and mm. imposed on something mm. it feels like an imposement or a forceful act when the suffering meaning the awakening comes yes. and when you have forgotten the agreement and you are busy slaying on the streets <laughs> and it's like <laughs> <laughs> you gotta come back. Yeah. You're slaying that, but you gotta come back because there's a mandate mm. here. There's an agreement that you've come to. Mm. So then it feels like it's a first act because remember, by the time we reach seven, we've developed personality sure. and we've lost a bit of our temperament, meaning we've now been 
nurtured in a particular way and programmed. Mm. So because that program is now active and is running in mm. your system. Mm. So when the true program starts to remind you, it becomes uncomfortable. It does. So that's why, so you are not selected by at birth. You yeah. are selected before you were Prior. even conceived. Yes, yes. And in that selection, just answer the calling. That's all. Yeah. So that's you, you've, and, 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 and when you get, when you get called, when you are sitting in the spirit world, you even choose your parents. Mm. Wow. Yeah. You, we choose everything. You choose your parents. You choose your race. Mm. You choose whom you're going to be born into. Um, so it becomes like that. It doesn't sound easy and it doesn't excuse poverty. It doesn't excuse all of those things. Mm. Um, that we see the inequalities of the world. Yeah. But I understand that I needed to choose. The parents that I've chosen. My mother is illiterate, mm. right? And it's because of that that I was really forced to stay at school, sure. irregardless of how challenging and difficult it was. Sure. Because I could see how she got manipulated and things were done because she couldn't read. So mm. people could write anything to her. And like, yeah, this is a receipt. And I'm like, that's not a receipt. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, mom, that's not a receipt. Yeah. Because, you know, that's not what a receipt looks like. So for me, that's what motivated me to stay in school, mm. even though it was so difficult. I remember every time they said I would not go to school, I would cry so badly. Mm. And I would even sneak in and not do ironing to go read books. Yeah. So because if I was born probably in a family of academics, I was going to be like so resistant to what I was in, you know, what I agreed to go into. Sure. So it's not the same for all of us. Yeah. We, we all, and when you go on your journey, then you realize. So every time I go on my journey, I'm like, I realize why I chose the parents that I chose. And yeah. I'm so grateful. My mother had me at 16 and she chose to keep me. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I say, I blessed the womb that allowed me to, to be fully formed Amen. in it Amen. because some, some, some wombs don't allow us. They, they just, choose otherwise sure. but my mom chose as young as she was and and remember they also at the time i was my my mom went and said hey this is uh you know this man has made me pregnant my whole family on my father said like oh no we don't deal with poor colors because my mom mm. is mixed race so mm-hmm. we not not you guys we, mm-hmm. we can't deal with you like you know mm-hmm. not our son not us i mean we are the yeah. black uh, um a diamond family in sure, Alexandra. Sure. So we are the educated one and you guys are like this. Mm. And my dad, well, fortunately my dad's like, no, I know. I know what I did. I know where I put my thing into. Yeah, so yeah. that's my child. I recognize my I, baby. I, I recognize my baby and mm. I came like I was a splitting image of my dad and apparently mm. my grandmother cried so badly mm. and mm. apologized. And I think that's why partly she spoiled me so much because yeah. I also felt, I mean, I struggled, but when I came to my father's family, like I would get away with a lot of stuff because yeah. my grandmother was living off, you know, her guilt of denying paternity. Sure. You know, sure. so I'm saying, and I'm talking to the listeners out there that, we can we we cannot want not to go through struggles and challenges. That's how yeah. we grow up. Growth yeah. comes from challenges. Yes, you fall so many times before you learn to stand. Yeah, right. Yeah, you fall so many times before you learn to walk. Yeah, you hurt yourself before you can run. Sure. So if you are wanting a smooth life, you're gonna stay in the same place. So and if you're saying your life is stagnant because you are not ready to grow, or mm. you are keeping safe mm. than actually going out there to to grow and progress, and you're holding yourself back. From entering this next level That you deserve to operate in Don't view pain and suffering As the be all and end all On the other side of that constant falling Is the standing up On the other side of that pain And that uh, miserableness And that, you know, that 
you know, you feel like, oh, the world is ending and you just cave in. If you get out of there, you see the light. And it's, it's a pity that failing has been positioned as such a bad thing. Yeah. Failing is failing, but after failing, there's passing. Yeah. You know, so you, you definitely need to find a way to just push yourself and, and, and go forward. So, Gogo, it, it's great to hear so much about the chosen ones and having the ability to think at a higher level. What if you just aren't and you are just a full spirit that is living your best life? What, how do we, you know, how do you still get in tune with yourself and still identify those inner uh, traumas and still essentially tackle life in that way to still be a better person, you know, without the responsibility of now having to teach other people and, and, and how do you then maneuver life? Let's look at things like essay got talent and you find a 70 year old who sings so beautifully and amazingly. And we ask ourselves, where have you been? Sure. So aren't we all called? Yeah. So we are. Yeah. Um, and as much as, you know, best life, is it best life for the socials or best life meaning contentment? Because hmm. best life is when you can be at ease and at peace mm. with yourself. Yeah. When you can love your life as it is, when you feel valuable, when you feel enough, when mm. you feel deserving, that's the best life. Mm. Because some of us can accumulate so much of the material world hey. and we can never feel enough. Hey. We even end up selling our souls so we can accumulate more. We more. can be seen as more relevant. So enough is when you are really, truly in love with yourself. Yeah, That's enough. So one of the important things of getting to a place of enough is to look at what is it that has taken away and depleted your enoughness. And, uh, girl, (laughs) I go deep, go deep, sigma deep, man. As we have a few minutes left, it gets deeper and deeper. And it's like, we need another hour for this. We need another hour for this. Um, so one, it's taking, it's being, you know, being honest with self is very important mm. because when you like something is off with me, mm. right? Something is off with me. Then when you look at what is off, it's like, I might know, but I might actually try and get help mm. because you don't come to awareness of things not going well. If you are not honest with yourself, sure. you can't be honest with others. If you're not honest with yourself. hundred percent. So when you like something feels off here and, and it's like, I can hear Gogo. I think I gotta go see Gogo, mm. right? Or I gotta see someone, at, at least like Gogo, because the, true African spiritual practitioners need to be able to see into things mm. in a deeper way than you can see for yourself. Sure. And it's not for you to go like, I, everything is bad because you're Twasa. That's run, mm. run. And sometimes we do find ourselves in the wrong spaces because it's part of growing up. Sure. But you need to be able to, we also need to make spiritual health such an important aspect of our life because if spirit is the essence of us, but we are not actually doing any health work with the spirit, then we doomed and gloomed. Gogo, what are some of these, um, like what is this health work? Because um, quite simply, you know, there's fitness, which is the physical work, go to gym, blah, 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 eating healthy, shop. Then there's the, maybe the financial wellness. You got a job, blah, 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 got a business, whatever. No, no. Having a job is not financial wellness. Having an income, yes, some sort of yes, money coming yes, in to yes. sustain, you know, that's what I mean. Yeah, so okay. this, this spiritual wellness and this exercise of the spirit, yeah. how do we keep fit in our spirit? Having a relationship with divinity. So we know that there is something greater that is in us that is connected to something greater outside of us. Sure. That's very important. There's something greater that is within us mm. that is connected to something greater that is outside of us. Mm. So then that's where the importance of ritual is because yeah. ritual is food to that 
You know, a ritual gives fuel to the soul, soul. and the soul hears spirit louder. Yeah. Because the soul is, it's, it's, it's connected to our, <laughs> our mind and our heart. Yeah. But when we are not feeding the soul, and how do we feed the soul? Prayer fits the soul. Ugupatha fits the soul. Mm. Sitting and being in a, I, silence, you know, sitting and listening to something motivating, inspirational, cooking for some people is food to the soul. So yeah. find the thing that when you know you do, you are in it fully. Yeah. Nothing seems to exist in that moment. Something that gives you an orgasm besides sex. So that is what I'm talking about. If yeah. you have had an orgasm, it's like you will know like, oh my God, mm. like dinner or dinner, because you are so present. Yeah, You can hear them, but you got to finish what you're doing. Some yeah. people is journaling. So you need to find something out there. Engaging in contact that rejuvenates you and uplift you rather than leave you feeling worse than you were. So if it means mutings, I mean, right now I listen to a lot of, you know, news radio, mm. but there's times where I disengage because I'm just like, I'm so overwhelmed about recession and all of that mm. because it's just, it's just so disturbing to my nervous system. I yeah. get so dysregulating. Yeah. Movement is important to the soul. Yeah. Whether that's dance. So we think exercise is just for the body, it's mm. for the soul too. Yeah. Because every time we exercise, we release endorphins yeah. in our system. And then it's like happy hormones that, that get into us. So what I'm trying to say that it's an end of things. So A and D, it's not one thing. It's a combination. Yeah. It's a cocktail yeah. of rituals that yes. are going to really nurture and help you have a spiritual health life. And do inquire about what is the world looking like? Mm. What is my relation? So this is when you go for a consult. Yeah. When you see like, oh, where am I at in relation to my ancestors? What is the relationship? Is it is it on a negative? Is it on a positive? Because remember, ancestors have have the spiritual intelligence they don't have the body uh -huh. so they still need you as much as you need them yes. you need them because they are you know those who are in the light are vibrating at a higher spiritual frequency sure. so sure. being in relationship to them you are able to access and download higher spiritual intelligence that mm. is really going to help you because we can only create when we are at spiritual intelligence exactly. not at cognitive intelligence yes yes I don't know about you, but I am absolutely moved. <laughs> like the person I was when I walked in this morning is not the person I am leaving this interview because so much information packed into an hour filled with nuggets that I need. And mm. if I need to hear this, I promise you there's thousands and thousands and thousands of other people out there listening who need to hear this as well. This is important, valuable information that I feel so blessed to be able to use my platform to enlighten other people out there who are as lost and as confused because none of this was taught to us growing up. But we can feel Koninte off, man. We, yeah. we know inside that something is, there's something missing and it's, it's access to information like this. So Coco, before you go, where can people find you on social media? If somebody wants to consult, how can yes. we stalk you? All of those things. Okay. Stalking, no. Because <laughs> I do have stalkers. I'm sure you Sending do. me their private parts. Oh, ew. Like, I'm the one. He's not the one. So ew. thank you guys. Um, I think, you know, who people want to be, you know, um, follow me. I'm on Instagram as Coco Dino and Lanzi. My Facebook page is then Lanzi, is Lanzi Institute of Spiritual Healing. Please also look at the numbers. The authentic ones will have much higher numbers. Sure. So like, I think the Facebook one is about 600,000, uh, Followers there. Oh, just a measly yes. 600,000. Yeah. No, it's not a lot. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yes. And I think Instagram is 138k, but that account is verified. So it's easy to find it. No, just 138,000 no, people. It's not a lot. 
I know Instagram has been slow. I, I used to grow a lot, but anyway. No, I'm yeah. being sarcastic. That is a huge number. It is a huge number. <laughs> it's a lot of people. And then on YouTube moved. as well. There's a lot of content on YouTube and that's Good. like 130, uh, 130, it's going to 130k followers. Amazing. Now. So content that is given to you where you can, and I do live. So even when people are still scared to mm-hmm. come see me for a consultation, please yeah. come into my lives and, and engage with me. Cause I, I say, um, I want people to experience me and that's my selling point versus yeah. me saying, I do this and I do that. Yeah. I do that. Yeah. Experience me because you go to somebody because they resonate and there's relatability there. You know, you want to go to somebody that also feels safe. Sure. So you could see from their lives and, sure. and the engagements I make. But my website is Cocodino and Lanzi. Uh, com and you can actually put it online, guys. Nice. We are just that advanced. I'll take no loot. Yeah. Jeez. So you press there and say, I want to book and yeah. you pay and yeah. you get your appointments. Love That's that. how it rolls, right? I love that. Uh, even with my appointments, you, with mine, because you, uh, I get booked in advance. So you'll pay and then you'll get a link and then you'll be given a time to come see sure. me. We do face to face consultations. We're based at Cosmo City. Okay. So if you go on Google and say, Lanzi Institute. GPS coordinates are there, Love you it. know. So, uh, yeah, but on, on, uh, we do visual consultations and I consult across the globe. I've got uh, clients everywhere in the world. Love that. Because we do visual consultations Good. and, and face to face. But you know, some people are like, I want to see you. Yeah. But I'll save you from the Eastern Cape. Do online. You'll come see me when you do treatments because sure. how we also facilitate treatments, most of them are in house because we are also teaching you. We are reprogramming. Exactly. Right? So you must download that iOS. That's the one you must download yes. your, for your wholeness. Yes. I love yes. it. Yes. Thank you so much for making the time Thank you. to be with us. And it's been, it's been mind blowing. I'd love to catch up with you again sometime maybe in a year's time just to yeah. see how everything's going your journey is our journey as yeah. well thank you for coming to no, whenever you need me i'm I, I think the teacher in me always loves to teach i love that so when you guys need me just give me a shout please send me the podcast because yes are, of course of I've course i've got of my course. tribe so i've got my tribe online thank shout you shout so out much. to the tribe yeah, shout out to is the like, tribe please we need this we yes need this, yes every time i come on air yeah. you'll not get the same information well, and that's the beauty of it yeah. right the beauty of being gifted is that you speak what is right now yeah. That's what I'm saying In a year's time Come back yeah. The information won't be the same no. It'll be more enriched And that's no. that's what I want to experience with you Thank, Thank you, you so much at home If you tuned in um, It's been Sure It's been mind blowing <laughs> We do this every week Here on cliffcentral.com My name is Lebang Khosana Thank you for listening to Life with Lebang And I truly hope That after listening to this episode Now you're asking the right questions And believe me And believe When I say You are gifted Find that gift Use it you are here for a reason and the world needs you. Mm. See you soon. Cliffcentral.com.